0: into some good conversation right after this. Welcome to Kingdom Talks, where we engage leaders, teachers, artists, and everyday people in conversations that awaken listeners to new revelations of the Kingdom Age. All of our courses, community conversations, partnership links, and much more can be found on our website, KingdomTalksMedia.com. Now, enjoy the show. All right, I'm back with Mike
1: Parsons, and uh, Mike, I haven't had you on here for a while, and uh, I know we've tried a couple of different times, and just been really busy, but uh, uh, it's been too long. I'm glad to have you on here. Um, so, what's what's new? What's going on?
2: I, mean, I think for me, um, just pressing in deeper into intimacy with God, finding the heart of God, and. Some of the things that I've really encountered recently, because I've been engaging with you and Nancy and others, you know, in the earth shield and those things, I've been engaging in the realm of light. And the realm of light is part of the realm of perfection when you can engage the face of God and you can see that so many facets of his face. And a lot of the things that he's been revealing is a lot about truth. You know? And I, I've discovered, you know, all through my life and through all of us, I think all of us have been deceived about lots of things um, yeah. and probably still are deceived about lots of things. Right. It's not a bad thing. It just means that we've not been enlightened to the truth yet, and we have not come into that knowledge of the truth. So God has really been, I think, preparing me You know, over the last five years. A lot of deconstruction of belief systems and things like that have taken place. But now I've really sort of been getting deeper into the heart of God and, and truth, m- not just truths or things that are true, but the truth. Yeah. And the reality of God, Jesus, as the truth. And and that really has taken it to a whole different level. And I think it's gave, given me some more discernment, I guess, to see what is genuine and what isn't. Because when you've yeah. really <laughs> gone into something which is the truth, you find other things that you used to think were true. Just yeah. you don't resonate with them anymore. And you begin to question why did I ever believe that? Why did I think that was true when I now realize that it can't be? You know. Right. So I've had a lot of experiences like that. Um, the other day I was in the Earth Shield with a group, <laughs> a governmental group, and we were just engaging and Jesus came and stood next to me and he spoke with a voice like I'd never heard before. It was like thunder. I mean, it wow. just reverberated. I mean, normally he's just quiet and but he just spoke with such authority and he, he said I am the truth and he said listen to me yeah and I thought whoa and it was such an authority and then he carried on he said stop listening to the voice of reason stop listening to the leaning to your the voice of your own understanding stop listening to the voice of prophets because I'm speaking <laughs> directly to you listen <clears throat> to me and I thought, whoa. And it really was that powerful. And yeah. he, he sort of just carried on the conversation and he said, only speak what I speak to you. Yeah. Uh, don't use your voice to echo other things. If you're going to speak with authority, speak with my voice. Therefore, I am the truth and I am the light. Yeah that was like and it was so so powerful that it really well, challenged me you know
1: <laughs> and you know and, and in this time right now that we're in especially so this is recorded it'll it'll probably play in, in the next month or so but you know we've gone through the election stuff with all the prophetic words that came out and and it's like they're not all right people uh, you know it's the it's obvious that they're not all correct so you know, we really do need to relook at what, what does it mean to hear from Yeshua, to hear, uh, you know, a prophetic word, you know, because I feel like what you're also talking about is that, you know, when Jesus says, listen to me, that the prophets feel like they're listening to him, and yet they speak, I think, a lot of times more out of their own, you know, passion, their own uh, desires and and that we, we know that that can skew things. We, we know it can, because what you just said, that we have um, believed things that once we relook at them, we, we start to think, how in the world could I have believed that? And yet our belief systems almost dictate to us some things that we're going to see or hear or the way we're going to interpret things because it's our belief system. And when we don't understand that, uh, we can have some erroneous conclusions. <laughs>
2: Absolutely, yeah. I mean, and I think you know, <laughs> a lot of the prophetic things that are being said, I mean, I don't resonate with them. I don't, it doesn't feel genuine to me. It feels like the sort of prophetic movement is very politicized and, it, yeah. and God yeah. isn't. God is not partisan, right. you know, God. And our trust in God, When we really get to know him face to face and we put our trust in, essentially, we're seeking first his kingdom. We're not actually operating in an earthly kingdom dynamic. It's a heavenly kingdom dynamic. Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. But so many of the so-called prophetic voices and others seem to be invested so much into this, these systems. Yes. Yeah, And I think the more I've engaged <laughs> with the truth, the more I realize that all of those systems are coming from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And actually, yeah. they're not systems that we can put our trust in. Ultimately, all those systems will be shaken. And yeah. the only thing that will remain after the shaking of those systems are is the kingdom of God. Yes. So I think yeah. we're in that place where there's a lot of shaking. And I think people's trust in anything other than the kingdom of god will be shaken shaken. and i think some of what god is doing is allowing that to take place so a lot of people are going to be shocked when they realize that they weren't hearing from god at all they weren't necessarily (laughs) trying to deceive anybody but they were in a sense deceiving themselves because they were listening to the source that came What's behind, essentially, all of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And essentially, it's a Luciferian thought. It's an independent thought. It's sort yeah. of bring it, helping people to put their trust in things, anything other than God.
1: Yeah. yeah. You, you know, and, uh you know, when the elections were taking place, um I kind of had, you know, I, I, I was holding everything loosely, so I wasn't really... Bought into either side. I, I definitely had uh, the person that I I felt you know I, I really wanted to win. You know, just my personal desire to win. But I'm looking at things and realizing, huh, it doesn't seem to be going that way. What you, father? What are you doing? And he and he immediately said, because I'm looking at my phone and I'm seeing the results. And he says, well, you're looking in the wrong place. <laughs> you know, because it's like. Either one of these people and the entire system, like you said, is not kingdom. It's not kingdom. And as long as we keep putting our faith and our hope in these other systems, we're going to simply prolong what is not kingdom. And it's like we've got to move past that and start looking you know and i think our governmental groups you know that were are that are forming are are the key that we're moving in the right direction by focusing on what father's doing so that we can bring his kingdom because yeah daniel 2 and that image you know that comes and crushes or the the rock that crushes the image it's like that thing is shattered and it turns to dust and the wind blows it away there is nothing left of the king you know the earthly systems and all that is left like you said is the kingdom of god so i would rather be on his side because that's where it's going. And so, I want to be a participa- participator in what he's doing, not trying to maintain these systems that are here.
2: And I think if, if we're coming to the knowledge of the truth and actually engaging <clears throat> with the truth, you know, and the spirit of truth and seeing the Father's heart is where the truth really lies, yeah. then we're going to discover there's a whole lot of things that aren't true. And, and I think most people have put their trust in what we would say is earthly systems that are there. I mean, you can't deny that they're there. And in some senses, there's nothing inherently wrong with all of those things, but putting our trust into those things rather than putting our trust into God is, is the key. And if you think of the political system, as that's the one that's sort of causing the most uh, controversy at the moment, both the yeah. left wing and the right wing and the center of the same bird have all flown out of the same tree and it's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil it didn't fly out of the tree of life yeah so left and right actually are all driven by the same agenda behind it all and actually that agenda is a, an agenda which is the same agenda that came through the tower of babel let's a name for ourselves so we will not lose our identity which was their independent identity separated from god You know, and it it was a sense that has always been the agenda to keep us independent, operating out of our own humanistic. We can do this. We can solve these problems. We Our technology is going to solve the problems of the world. We're getting more advanced. Actually, all we're doing is creating different problems, which we're never going to solve this problem with the same thing that caused it. So we've got to start turning away from the source of the knowledge of good and evil, even if it appears good because that source is an independent source from God. And we need to start following the tree of life. And that which is in the tree of life is constantly in season, you know, and putting our trust in one political system or another to solve our problems. I'm not saying there shouldn't be government because we don't want chaos and anarchy, right? But we yeah. shouldn't put our trust in that government to solve all our spiritual problems. They're they're there to create a safe environment for us to live in, not there to actually solve all the problems of the world and the spiritual problems. Actually, need to be solved in a spiritual way, which is yeah. from above. Yeah, you know, let's do it from where we're <laughs> in the heavenly places, seeing from a different perspective, and then we can then. As sons begin to bring about the freedom of creation, which actually is in bondage to all of those systems, and ultimately none of those systems will eventually stand when the kingdom of God fills the earth. Because the same rock that was cut out without hands and (laughs) essentially broke all those old kingdoms filled the earth. Yes. You know, it does fill the earth. It's all that's left. you know and 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 i think it is a you know a way that when we begin to engage the truth we see that deception is the biggest thing that the enemy has over us and he uses deception to keep us from the truth of who we are and who god is and therefore we function less than kind of lives we don't function as sons of god co-heirs and (laughs) co-creators we function from an earthly plane because we don't know who we are. And our identity is often outworked in what we're trying to do rather than who we are. And the more we can become and just be who he intended us to be, the easier it is to be in a rest and not tossed around by fear and worry and anxiety and all of the things that are around the place right now because of the nature of people are looking and saying, well, I." you know, and some people are so in denial over the, even the possibility it might not work out. The way they're, they're, they're jumping yeah. onto more and more and more conspiracies about why it's not this and why it's not that. And we've got to, I think, come to the point of saying, look, let's wait and see and stop defending what, because in the end, you know, people are going to have to humble themselves. We don't want to humiliate anybody. Because humiliation is a bad thing. But actually, yeah. there should be an accountability of, hey, I got it wrong. And if I got yes. it wrong, then look, why don't you go and listen to God for yourself? But the prophetic right. movement is inspiring <laughs> people to listen to them. Because they're telling people what God's saying and therefore what to do. You know, and that's Which, the problem. You know, we and, should and not that's the f- what to do.
1: Yeah. You know, and that's, <clears throat> excuse me, that's where we really, you know, and I hesitate to say this, but, um, you know, the false prophets, yeah. you know, have a, a judgment that comes upon them. And to me, the, it's not about a, a prophet that is, that is uh, prophesying and, and maybe they're not 100% correct or whatever, but to me, when the prophet gets so wound up in their own agenda that they're speaking what their own agenda, not what it, really what God's saying. Now we, you know, we do this all the time. We get wound up in stuff, and we, we, um, you know, think God said this, and we want to move that direction, and and so on and so forth. Because we're actually, well, in Isaiah it talks about an idol in the heart, yeah. And and that to me is a big key. There's been times where I, I am praying and I'm asking for something, and I'll hear something, and then I'm like, okay, wait a minute, you know, if I if I recognize that. I've I've got this thing pretty heavy in my heart that I I really am desiring this very strongly that for a moment, I'm going to stop and say, Father, if this is if this is an idol in my heart, just scrap everything, just scratch it all. I don't want anything to do with it. Let's just ignore it (laughs) until I I can get my. Yeah, absolutely. And I
2: do think that's a very good way to look at and weigh things when we are moved and that and when we're getting emotional and it, and actually over emotional and actually aggressive and begin to operate out of outside of love i think it's an indication that actually there is some idols in our heart but when we're heart to heart with the father one of the things we can say to him is search my heart oh god yeah try me put me on trial And show me if there are anything in me which comes from the wrong tree, basically. Show me. And there's no need to fear or to be afraid of him because there's no condemnation or guilt or shame in being deceived. It's just the reality. We don't know what's true yet. And our journey is a journey into enlightenment and truth that will come from the heart of the Father to reveal the true nature of who he is and who we are so that Actually, our discernment is discerned heart to heart, not listening to our own understanding. And, and I yeah. think a lot of people who are prophesying or what they're calling prophecy actually are coming out of the things that are in their own heart, which once might have been okay. But the image that God gave them or something that God did show them then becomes more important than the one who showed it them. And then then it becomes deceptive around that idol, because, hey, it's great to have a relationship with God, but we don't want to get into idolatry of the things he called us to do. And actually, that's the problem. If we become more inclined to doing rather than being, anything can become an idol, even a ministry ministry. Or something, a mandate that God gave us can become idol idol in our heart. And that is idolatry. And we don't want to idolize the things God's given us. We
1: only want to actually honor Him. You know, about, usually, usually about once a year, I actually do my own processing and just, I put myself in a place where I'm willing to lay down everything, lay down kingdom talks, lay down kingdom equipping. So just lay it all down and just be willing to give it up. And just to check my own heart to see if I'm really able to do it. And there's been a couple of times where, uh, you know, I felt like maybe I'm going to have to just lay this down just because I don't want it to be an idol in my heart. And I'm not interested in doing anything that God's not in and that I'm, I'm actually forcing or keeping alive because it's an idol in my heart when it shouldn't be alive anymore. It had a season and it needed to move on.
2: And for some people whose reputation is tied to what they're doing to their identity, they're wrong would be obviously a loss of identity in one sense, but also that reputation for them is what, you know, particularly someone who says they're a prophet, the reputation of getting it wrong or not getting it wrong, I mean, that's a huge thing. And, you know, their whole thing is based on, well, people trust that I'm hearing from God. But actually, I honestly believe that those who are prophets or, you know, fivefold ministry level of prophet, you could say, were never supposed to be doing it for people. They were all yeah. there to equip the saints for service. So they were there or supposed to be there to equip us to hear God for ourselves and do them out of a job. Absolutely, because, absolutely. Actually, that's what a prophet yeah. does or should do. But, it, but what's right. happened is they've become almost institutions that prophesy and tell people, this is what God's saying. This is what God's saying. Now, I have no problem with people saying, well, God spoke to me and he shared this with me, mm-hmm. but not to then say, but well, this applies to you right because you know this god speaks to me in my journals I write them I put out vision mm-hmm. destiny series every year sharing with the journals <clears throat> for me that is scripture it is the word that God has spoken to me and I've written it down I wouldn't expect anyone else to treat it that way or without going to God directly for themselves if they resonate with anything and going god I need to hear from you about that I'm not just going to yeah. trust because Mike heard it. And the same thing with if you don't resonate with something or actually if you think, "Oh, I'm not I'm not sure about that. Go back to the father and ask him, because just yes. because you don't agree with it doesn't necessarily make it wrong. And just because you do agree with it doesn't necessarily make it right. Only right. in the, in the father and in that intimacy with the father is the real discernment can take place and I think we've got yeah. to be so careful yeah. we don't just accept what people say because of their reputation so or agree. their position or how you know charismatic yeah. they are or or any of those things you know they should just be there to help us or stimulate us to go and engage God for ourselves and then Absolutely. that's where the truth is that's where the revelation so is. otherwise it's just information and that information may be true it may not be true and it may be a right. mixture
1: of truth, and things that yeah.
2: aren't totally true. Well, in it, you know.
1: Yeah. Well, we we need to take a quick break, and uh, we'll come back right after this. And then, uh, I'm thinking about Revelation uh, interpretation and application, <laughs> some things maybe to look at. So we'll be back right after this.
3: An ecclesia is family doing kingdom business. When you join an ecclesia with Kingdom Talks Media that is going through the Ultimate Impact series, this is what a typical week might look like. During the week, you'll watch the Ultimate Impact teaching videos based on that week's topic. Each video is about 10 minutes long, followed by a time for you to shift focus into the heavenly realm, allowing Father to guide you into further revelation. Once a week, You'll gather with your ecclesia group in person or most likely through Zoom conferencing to typically do two things. One, relate with each other as you share insights about that week's topic. And two, shift focus into the heavenly realm as an ecclesia to practice engaging Father together. Week after week, you and your ecclesia will gain new perspectives through the teachings, discussions, and your experiences, individually and together, in the heavenly realms.
1: All right. We, uh kind of get abruptly stopped when the the break is over. Uh, We're having a conversation there. Um, You know, so anyway, I was talking about the, before we stopped, the, the revelation, you know, so Father brings revelation to all of us if we're willing to hear it. He brings revelation to all of us, but then where it starts to go sideways sometimes is in the interpretation, because now all of our filters and all of our stuff and our desires, our idols come into play, and we take that and we interpret that revelation according to that, and then the Application. Oh, man, that can sometimes be a disaster if we're not careful. So, again, for me, it's always back to hold everything loosely, you know. And when you get a revelation, hold that loosely. And, yeah, I think he gives it to us so that we can begin to interpret and understand. But when we start trying to force things and say this is the way it is, we can get in a, into, get ourselves into a bind. And I think that's what's happening in the world right now is so many people have got revelation and then they apply it with their filters and I, I just think we really need to be careful how we're moving forward.
2: Yeah, I, I totally agree. And, and I feel that when it comes to revelation, and people do have revelation and they share it, the interpretation should be done by anyone else with God. It should not be the person who received the revelation who brings the interpretation because they're invested and that's when sort of the heart issues come out because they think they know why God said what He said to them or through them, and in reality, I've found that when God has spoken to me, when I have then gone back to Him and said, "Well, what do you mean? You know, give me some deeper insight into this because I think you're saying this," and He says, "No, that's not what, what I'm saying." Oh okay, so I've misinterpreted already what I thought you were saying. Immediately, I heard you saying it. So I very often would go back to God and say, I need something deeper. I need confirmation of what you mean by this because I'm not just going to assume that I know. And I think it is dangerous to assume that we know what God's purpose is because sometimes God's purpose is totally 180 degrees opposite from the purpose that we think it is yeah and that is dangerous then because we end up then when god starts to outwork
1: his purpose we resist it because it doesn't exactly
2: our interpretation yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: And I you think, know and i think a, a good question to ask ourselves or at least I, I ask myself is when i get a revelation you know some most of the time the first question in my heart is what do I do with this? <laughs> because I don't want to make assumptions and just start running off in one direction or another. And oftentimes the answer is just hold on to it. You'll see.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. And, and the timing of it is really, really important because I know people who have a prophetic leaning and, and I've come from that sort of thing myself. You want it now. <laughs> You've seen something Yeah. you're so excited about, that you want it now. But most times god shows you something is to prepare you to move towards it and change you in the process of walking towards it because you're not ready for it yeah that's good when we think we are ready for it when we try and do it in our own strength to make it happen and to be honest i think that's why god doesn't show us the whole picture all the time because we would try and then recreate it and often miss it it ourselves because we're not getting it from his heart. It's coming more yeah. out of our own interpretation. And I, and I do think it is, it is somewhat dangerous to presume that we understand what God is wanting from a word, you know? And I mean, in your last election, you know, when there was a whole lot of hype going on, and whatever. And, you know, the whole catchphrase, I think, was make America great again, you know? Make, we're yeah, gonna make yeah. America great. And, and I and I jokingly said, well, was America ever great in the first place? And I right. then cast yeah. it back to me. Was Great Britain ever great in the first place? Why was it presuming that it was great and it was empirical and colonizing and doing all these terrible things around the world? and We call it Great Britain. It isn't great. It never <laughs> was great doing things that way. That does yeah. not mean that God is has a downer and puts judgment on us because we're not doing everything no of course he doesn't but we have to be careful that we're not self-promoting whether it's national self-promoting or individually self-promoting yeah you know and i i threw the question out to a few people and i was a little bit naughty because i knew it would probably provoke a, a response so i said well what if you know what if god doesn't want to make america great what if he wants to bring america to its knees so that it will turn away from its idols and its own belief in its own self-importance to turn back to him. No. God is going to make an answer, going to use Donald Trump to make America great again. And I said, well, what if he wants to, Donald Trump to bring America <laughs> to its knee? No, that could not possibly be. So I threw another one. I said, well, what if, what if God asked you to vote for, in, the, in that election, it was Hillary he wouldn't i said well <laughs> well so you're saying god wouldn't well god, what if, just what if he did he couldn't and then then this he won't and i mean it was i mean you could see the person almost in the spirit manifesting because they couldn't <laughs> possibly see that god asked them to do something which was contradictory to their own views and opinions and of course he yeah. can he's god and he has a bigger agenda When he speaks to us, then we can often see at the time, which is why we've got to see that outworking our destiny is a journey that is going to bring us to a place of transformation and enlightenment and a realization that a lot of the things that we actually used to believe, actually, they won't serve us in the future, which is why the renewal of our mind comes with when God inspires us to move forward into something. You know, he shows us something to inspire us to look ahead. Then it's like, okay, now are you willing to go through the trials and tribulation and things that come to get you ready for when that takes yeah, place? Yeah.
1: Most people you don't know, like that. Yeah. You know, I, I guess one of the things that I don't do this very often, but, you know, maybe two or three, four times a year, I will have a very, very sincere, heartfelt desire for something. And when I go to the Father with that, again, I'm trying to watch that there's not an idol, but that I have no problem saying to the Father, you know, this is my heart's desire. I really would love to see this happen. I'll go through my little spiel, but I will end it with saying, but not my will, your will be done. Knowing, and I do that, knowing that my desire can sway him. I do believe my heart and desire can sway him. But in the end, I don't want him. I don't want it to sway him off of what is actually the best thing for me. Absolutely. So I will put that caveat in there that yeah. that's my desire, Absolutely. but I submit to your will and um, what you're doing. God gave Israel
2: a king because they wanted one and asked for one, but it was never his intention. And it didn't mm-hmm. actually lead them into a very positive wasn't the best thing. So... But he still brought good out of it. And that is why God is so merciful and he's got limitless grace. That even when we do mess it up, he can bring good out of it and get us back on track. You know, I think some people have missed it in their lives and then they they get in despair and almost depression because they think they've missed it. With God, you've never missed it. You can always come back because he always wants to bring good and, and a learning experience out of the times we did get things wrong or not totally right or we didn't quite do everything with quite the right attitude or with the right motive but he's such a gracious merciful loving father that he wants us to to come and he doesn't want us to miss out you know he really doesn't want us to miss out you know and (laughs) he will prepare us remember about three years ago god said to me and this was this was he spoke to me probably about 10 times over a period of time Get ready for 2020 because there's a great shift going to take place. And I was like, oh, okay, you know. And I, I, to be honest, I didn't really take it that seriously, you know. But I sort of said, okay, whatever, you know. I, you know, and I, I was open, but I wasn't really pursuing it with great passion. But he kept repeating it over the year, and by the end of the year, I think I got the point. Okay, there's some changes going to take place. So then I said, okay. Whatever you want to do, you have total permission to do whatever you need to do to get me ready for whatever's going to happen. And he then started to say, Okay, there's a shift going to take place in 2020. Well, you know, when 2020 came about, and I look back in the three years, I saw so much. And then I saw to the father and said, Can you show me all the things you've done to get me ready for this year? And he did, and I was so surprised. I had a huge list of things that he said. That some of them I was aware of, and some of them I really wasn't aware fully of. And I realised, wow, you've done a lot in my life, but I cooperated. You know, I I cooperated. I didn't try and do it myself. I didn't. Great. What do I need to do? How do I do? I just rested in the fact that he said that I needed to be ready. And I've allowed him and encouraged him to make me ready, you know. And so three years ago was like, now I realize, you know, there's a lot happened this year and it wasn't just for me to be ready. I think he was saying, church, get ready. The transition into what is coming is going to cause a lot, a lot of shifting and shaking and changing. Get ready, be prepared. Yeah. Be prepared to get out of your comfort it's... zone. Be prepared to have your thinking renewed. Be prepared for your mind to be deconstructed and yep. coming into a well, whole revelation.
1: I have a I you know, and I, I have to admit, I have a hard time with all this because there's a lot of people saying that this whole mask thing and the, the, treating people the way we are in the sense of keeping the distance and the virus control, that uh, this is the new way of life, just like, you know, uh, 9-11 changed everything for airports uh, and, you know, all that, that this, you know, I have a hard time with that. So I have to keep submitting that to the Father. But, you know, Mike, anytime we're on, it's like the time just flies by. We're, we're over our, our half hour, but um, we do have a part two. So make sure you stay tuned. We'll, we'll be back tomorrow with part two. Uh, Mike, I honor you, bless you. It's always a good time. Thank you for coming on. And um, we will
0: see everybody next time. Take care. You're welcome. Thank you for taking time out to listen to Kingdom Talks. You can find out more about Kingdom Talks Media and our mission to unite in faith and grow as mature sons at KingdomTalksMedia.com. Please continue to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Spreaker, Spotify, iTunes, Fringe Radio Network, and many more places. Go to our website to find links to all of our media outlets, as well as fantastic online courses and conferences, including the life-changing interactive course, Ultimate Impact. And last but not least, we ask that you consider partnering with us to fulfill the mission to get these messages to the world. To become a partner, go to the Partnership tab on our website. Thank you, and until next time, live a blessed life and keep carrying us in your heart and sharing us wherever hearts are open.